0: Pursuant to law and precedent, the next order of business is the election of the Speaker of the House of Representatives for the 118th Congress. No persons, having received a majority of the whole number of votes cast by surname, a Speaker has not been elected.
1: disaster for the republicans just a simple disaster even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off i think it actually needs to be reversed the president needs to tell kevin mccarthy that sir you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw
0: ordinary american is sitting home and saying what the heck is wrong with these people (laughs) only earn the position of Speaker of the House if you can get the votes. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes today, he will not have the votes tomorrow, and he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year.
2: House Republicans now are on the verge of becoming a total clown show. The
3: Republicans can't govern and don't deserve any
2: gavels whatsoever.
3: You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this Congratulations Speaker Santos episode of the (laughs) Facts and Friends podcast. Our season three premiere. My name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as lead art and concept designer for the Trump Digital Trading Cards. It's Judson. <laughs> Hello, oh, Judson.
1: Oh, man, hi. That's that's harsh.
3: That might be the worst was, one I've ever done. The meanest. Those are really badly designed. They were horribly designed. <laughs> it was like a scammer on Fiverr. But worse.
1: I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, an artist. You could have done a better job. I could have done a better job. No doubt. My six-year-old could definitely do a better job.
3: For the grift to be profitable or maximally profitable, <laughs> you have to cut the overhead as much as possible. So they just didn't
1: have an artist? So they <laughs> it just... might have been a
3: six-year-old, just not yours. <laughs> <laughs> we are very happy to have you join us for this super special episode as we celebrate the biennial early january republican tradition of taking a huge shit in the people's house
1: (laughs) (laughs) well at least this one was
3: metaphorical as
1: opposed to literal. (laughs) this one
3: was actually metaphorical (laughs) last one wasn't so we are going to devote a good deal of attention to this year's uh, festivities later in the show but i think we would be remiss if we didn't start the show by talking about Time Magazine's Person of the Year for 9 straight years and People Magazine's Sexiest Man on Earth for 2022 and the foreseeable future. It's newly elected congressman, CEO of Goldman Sachs and supreme ruler of Mars, George Santos. Wow, that did not end up where I thought it was going. Where did you think it
1: was going? Uh, I I I don't know, but that that is not the name I was expecting at the end of that.
3: Well, he's all of those things, right? Allegedly. <laughs> So he says. So you say. When Santos is not solving quadruple murders in Idaho or performing life-saving medical procedures on critical NFL players, he could be found chatting up Marjorie Taylor Green in the House Chambers as Kevin McCarthy loses over and 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 over. And over, and over, and over. I stopped counting. Did you get a, the right number? <laughs> I don't know if I did. <laughs>
1: okay. So just, did, you, did you see the images of those two together? I did. I did. He looks weird. Does he not look weird to you? He is weird. He, I mean, he, obviously he is weird, but like, he looks like a serial killer. Do you not get that vibe from him?
3: There's a lot of that on the GOP side of the House of Representatives.
1: Oh well, yeah, I guess. But I mean, he just- Uh, he's either a serial killer or like a face you see on a milk carton. It's one or the other. There's no in between, no gray area with him. So he's
3: either the face you see on the milk carton or the one who puts them on there? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. For those of you who have been avoiding political news, I can't blame you. George Santos was narrowly elected to a congressional seat on Long Island in New York this past November. He actually flipped that seat. He did. New York was not great for us this this Not so great. We would still be voting for speaker if he hadn't, most likely. (laughs) That's true. After he was elected, uh, certain claims he made as a candidate were found to be, how do you say, outright lies? Uh, That is how you say it, yeah. Okay. Bald-faced falsehoods. Yeah. Bullshit. (laughs) During the campaign, he pushed this storybook narrative of his life and and journey, wherein so many of the details turned out to be completely false, from his being Jewish, to the colleges he claimed to attend, to not just the positions he didn't hold, but the companies at which he'd never actually worked. I mean, if you're going to go, go all out, right? Oh, he did. (laughs) He said he founded a charity for pets that never existed. Wait. Uh, it, I'm sorry. The pets never existed or the charity never existed <laughs> or is it both? <laughs> I'm going to go with both, but okay. definitely the charity. Okay. It also turns out he never graduated from any college and it shows.
0: To get down to the nitty and gritty, I'm not a fraud. <laughs> the
3: nitty and gritty.
0: I'm not a a criminal who defrauded the entire
3: country and a lot of people overstate in their resumes or um twist a little bit or ingrandiate themselves. Okay. Knit and gritty and ingratiate. So maybe he should have gotten a bit of education. A
1: little bit of education is yeah. a good thing, turns but out. a good
3: thing for him, if he's listening, you and I have planned a little educational piece for the end of the show. So stay tuned, George. Help is on the we, way. We, we have? You missed the production meeting again.
1: I, I did. I did miss the production meeting again. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. We have. Okay. G- great. Okay. I'm looking Long forward to short. it.
3: Long story short. So as for him being Jewish, he he told a story on the campaign trail about his grandparents fleeing the Holocaust and he even made this specific claim In a campaign email. We've got a letter that your campaign sent out earlier this year. As a proud American Jew, I've been to Israel numerous times for educational, business, and leisurely trips. How do you explain that? Yeah, yeah. how do you explain that, George? Here's how he answered that question, which was asked, by the way, by former fake Democrat and current Fox News personality. Gabbard. This has been the weirdest week. It really has. Anyway, here's his uh, totally exculpatory answer. My heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised a practicing Catholic. I think I've gone through this. I've always joked with friends and circles, even with... In the campaign, I'd say, guys, I'm Jew-ish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. So Jew ish jewish
1: yeah that doesn't make it okay
3: it also doesn't jibe with the fact that when he was addressing the republican jewish coalition he said there were only two jews and now there will be three yeah that's not ish no it's not he didn't say three ish
1: (laughs) i don't get it i I don't understand why they are allowed to lie with such impunity i just i just don't get it yeah
3: The Republican Jewish Coalition agrees with us, and he won't be welcome at any of their future events. Well, that's good. He also claimed this past July on Twitter that he lost his mother in the 9-11 attacks. Obviously tragic. Tragic, yeah. Happened in 2001. Uh, Only five months later to mourn the loss of his mother on December 23rd, 2016. See, it's a very
1: simple explanation for that.
3: Resurrection.
1: I was going to go with two moms, which is very progressive for the Republican Party.
3: I think he was referring to the same person. that,
1: or maybe it was like a very long illness caused by 9-11. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're taking his side. I don't know. I can't explain the guy. Don't ask me to do that.
3: Santos also claims he owns 13 properties, or at least he did when he was campaigning. How many properties do you think he actually owns, Judson? I, I mean, I think it's zero. Let's, let's see what the answer is.
2: <laughs> Santos also admitted to lying when he claimed that he owned 13 different properties, saying he now resides with his sister but he's looking to purchase his own place.
1: You know what would have been funnier? What? If he was living with his mom.
3: Yeah, she wasn't actually dead. <laughs> she oh. actually did this whole time. Breaking news, Judson. He doesn't even have a sister.
1: He does <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
3: <laughs> well, you could be right. We don't yeah, know. I could be right about that. I just, yeah. I don't know. Well, because he's a Republican, and as we well know, current day Republicans never admit to doing anything wrong, no matter how much evidence of their guilt exists he will not resign. He claims he did nothing wrong and everyone embellishes. You keep using the Horde. I don't think it means what you think it means. That's my favorite line.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone embellishes. That's that's an interesting way to say what he did. He is well, well
3: beyond embellish.
1: Oh, no, it's, it's we, we said it's bullshit. It's bald-faced lies. Right. He's simply making shit up that he thinks will get him votes or whatever it is he's looking for in the moment.
3: It also turns out Santos may have something in common with Matt Gates. I mean, apart from the constant lying. Okay. According to Pedro Villarva, who was a teenager when he began dating George Santos, I'll let you draw any connections to Matt Gates you'd like to before I go on. He knows a lot of teenagers. Sure. Okay. In need of book money. That's what the lawyers say we can say. <laughs> Mr. Villarva claimed Santos rarely paid the bills, never went to work, stole his phone, and at one point gave him tickets to Hawaii only to find out they weren't real.
1: Doesn't he show up at like the airport with a ticket to Hawaii and they're like, yeah, this isn't even a real ticket. It's printed on the back of like a McDonald's menu or something. Right. What, like, what, what does it even look like? How do you not expect to get caught? Or, or do you just not care that you get caught?
3: All right. Well, I could go on, but okay, I will. <laughs> Tonight, embattled Congressman-elect George Santos, the Republican from New York, is now the center of a federal investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office around possible financial irregularities that may have benefited his campaign. That's right. There's now a federal investigation.
1: Well, this is just him becoming a mainstream Republican. <laughs> You know, I mean,
3: like. You you haven't made it until the feds are looking into you. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's not on the fringe anymore. He's now, he's like right there in the thick of things.
3: (laughs) That's why MTG wanted to talk to him. He made it. (laughs) There's also a local investigation in Nassau County, but who's counting? Uh, Apparently, the feds have (laughs) counted. That's true. Apparently, the feds have some questions about Santos's personal wealth and campaign finance activity. Well, he claims his money comes from his company, the Devalder Orga- Organization, but he hasn't provided much information about the company or its operations. It all feels more than a little shady, especially in light of what appears to be his history of behavior that really borders on pathological lying. G-
1: hugs right up against pathological lying.
3: Sort of yeah. dips a toe across. And finally, after all of the negative press about fabricating most of his backstory and achievements... On January 4th, just a couple days ago, while Congress was still not picking a speaker, his office sent out a press release claiming he'd been sworn in for the new Congress, <laughs> which he had not, because no one had. Because no one and was. And wouldn't for over two days. It's
1: <laughs> well, just a little white lie. You, you can't ask a guy to just, like,
3: quit cold turkey. <laughs> well, one thing Santos didn't lie about was when he said this. This campaign was never about me. I don't know who his campaign was about (laughs) or who was even running. 100% correct, not about George Santos. Exactly. Now, Justin, you had a little something you wanted to share with the class.
1: I feel like I need a shower after digging into this particular topic. It's disturbing Hmm. on several levels, so I'm going to share it with everyone.
3: (laughs) Then we can all take a shower together.
1: Metaphorically, sure. Um,
3: I sound like Matt Cates at the Girl Scouts meeting. (laughs) Metaphorically.
1: Metaphorically. So we're going to talk about Andrew Tate.
3: I don't know who that is.
1: Versus Greta Thunberg. 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 I've spent time practicing how to say the name and I still almost screwed it up.
0: Greta Thunberg.
2: Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg.
1: <laughs> we're just going to call her Greta. Okay. I'm sure everyone has heard about this particular incident in the last you know, couple of weeks, but I'm also assuming that most of you are luckier than I am uh, and have never heard, like Tino, of Andrew Tate. So I think a bit of background is probably in order for most of our listeners. He's an actual, relatively successful kickboxer with four international sport Kickbox- kickboxing association titles to his credit. But he first came to, like, more, I would say, wider prominence in 2016 when he appeared on season 17 of Big Brother. And he lasted about a week, five days, before oh, being boy. removed from the house due to, quote, information that came to
3: light. Oh, so he didn't get voted out.
1: He didn't get voted out. They they removed him from the house.
3: Oh, boy.
1: Originally, most people assumed that this information was related to a tape of Tate beating a woman with a belt. Tate has claimed the encounter was consensual if kinky and maybe some of his homophobic and racist tweet history that came to light around the same time but instead it turns out he was actually being investigated for an assault of one woman and the rape of
3: another. This is outside of the belt beating.
1: This is outside of the belt beating. Right. So th- th- that was only recently discovered by a Rolling Stone, uh, uh, yeah, Rolling Stone article about this investigation into an assault and a rape. Now you know what you don't want to do when you're under investigation for rape and assault? Um...
3: Quite a few things come to mind. This is
1: quite a few things. But remember, this is in 2016. So uh, we're talking about pretty much the height of the Harvey Weinstein allegations in the Me Too movement. Sure. You don't want to say anything at all. That's what you want to do if you're under investigation for rape and assault. But that's exactly what Tate did. The exact opposite of that. He engaged in some simply stunning victim blaming, going so far as to say that women must bear, which he misspelled, some responsibility for being raped or putting themselves in that position, he said.
3: That goes way back, though. Oh, sure. It's not like it's the only they thing. they have been trying to blame women for rape forever.
1: Absolutely. I'm just saying that-
3: Since the first rape.
1: That was a particularly inopportune moment to engage in that that level of misogyny.
3: Animal pelt cloak <laughs> too low cut, said the first caveman <laughs> rapist, I think.
1: So with that in mind, not your caveman rapist, but uh, Andrew Tate's previous legal troubles.
3: It might be okay to call Andrew Tate a caveman rapist.
1: Sure. I, I'm i okay with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's remind everyone, though, why Andrew Tate has been in the news just these last couple of weeks.
3: Sorry, an alleged caveman rapist.
1: Right. He had at least three banned Twitter accounts. Oh, wow. And when Elon Musk decided to reinstate at least one of those after his takeover, Tate decided that one of his first actions should be to attack Greta Thunberg by bragging about how bad his cars are for the environment. And he got his balls cut off and handed back to him, metaphorically. The actual tweet he sent out was, hello, Greta, I have 33 cars. And he goes on to talk about his Bugatti and his two Ferraris. And that's just the start. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car, my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. And Greta quote tweeted this to say, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy@getalife.com." <laughs> so after Greta metaphorically cut his balls off, he It took about 10 or 11 hours to come up with the most cutting video response that he could think of. I'm obviously a stranger to online controversy. It's not something I often do. But now the mainstream press is commenting on the fact that I was informing Greta that my very extensive car collection with internal combustion engines, which run on dead dinosaurs, have an enormous emission profile. And she replied by telling me her own email address. Greta's email address is, I have small dick energy. Why would that be your own email address, Greta? Strange. I mean, also, I don't want to assume her gender. It's 50-50, but...
3: He's not funny. He sounds pathetic. Please bring me pizza and uh, make sure that these boxes are not recycled like that's your comeback
1: so for those of those who obviously can't see the video or haven't seen the video or never wanted to see the video in the first place like me he's sitting there like smoking a cigar he's sitting in like a, a silk smoking jacket this was like the strongest visual pre- presentation he could make of himself he felt like right
3: oh hey judson yeah speaking of things about tate you didn't want to hear when mm-hmm. i heard you were going to talk about him i found this me. Yeah. Me. and i can make you look classy, classy. second night you won't me i'm gonna rip around i had to get you in my backseat backseat Call me Mr. Plenty, Plenty. Yeah. Check the leather on the Bentley. Sure, nice. your friends will be a friendly. Maybe I could be a sugar daddy, sugar daddy. Yeah. Because I'm on about money. So, so he's a rapper too? I almost, if I'm honest, yeah. I almost introduced you as director producer of the Andrew Tate video, <laughs> All About Money. But I figured no one knew who the fuck Andrew Tate is. No one would know that because this. Maybe next show. Okay, so sorry. You were saying he's in a smoking jacket. Is he smoking? I think he's smoking like a cigar. He's got pizza boxes in front of him. That's classy. Yeah, very classy. You know, very
1: strong alpha male energy going on. He's trying to burn her and he's like...
3: Kevin McCarthy level failing.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just pathetic. That's the weakest response I could have possibly imagined. And it took him half a day to come up with that.
3: I don't think I could have imagined a response that way. <laughs> I needed him to say it. <laughs> My imagination is simply not that powerful.
1: Unexplored levels of, of, of pathetic and, and weakness. Yeah. So anyway, pizza boxes, right? He specifically goes out of his way to say that he's not going to recycle those pizza boxes. And then it turns out that the next day he got arrested possibly because of those pizza boxes. It's not exactly confirmed. Like if this was really the, tip that did it but apparently tate's in romania he's been there for a
3: while because they have lax laws about extradition
1: about rape actually is what i've i've read so he's in romania but he's been under investigation apparently for some stuff that we'll get into in a second and supposedly those pizza boxes because they came from a specific chain of pizzerias in romania allowed the authorities there to determine that he was in the country figure out where he was and go and arrest him so in
3: addition to the really, really shitty burn attempt. Right, the fail,
1: yeah. Absolute epic fail. He self-doxed. Self-doxed and got himself arrested. As Mike Drucker put it on Twitter, alpha male energy is when you start a fight with a 19-year-old, get humiliated, make a response video to the teenager, get laughed at even more, and then get arrested for sex trafficking because a fast food box gave away your location. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what happened if we believe the pizza box story. <laughs> and Kevin McCarthy was like,
3: Hold
2: my beer.
1: <laughs> and someone on, on Twitter as well, uh, at Alabama Sharpie said, please, God, let Tate's order have been for a small sausage pizza. Pizza.
3: <laughs> Low hanging fruit, but good. <laughs> yes. And
1: Greta herself commented in relation to nothing except obviously current events. She said, this is what
3: happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was trying, like, it was like a wood panel background or something. Yeah. He was trying to evoke this whole, like, sophisticated gentleman thing. Yeah, yeah. And he has these two cardboard pizza boxes. (laughs) Like, he should have had the pizza on, like, a sterling silver tray or something. Cutting it with a knife
1: and fork like Trump would. Right. So- Tate was arrested for sex trafficking. What? That's what got him. That's That was the, the thing there. The, the thing he was arrested for is sex trafficking.
3: It wasn't for like the worst burn ever on it Twitter? It was
1: the worst fail. Yeah, it wasn't for... <laughs> well, he was the victim there, Tino. No, no, no. The worst burn
3: comeback, I guess. <laughs> oh, I see. Gotcha. Okay. Was um, Brenna... We're not saying her last name. To-
1: Toonbury. Toonbird.
3: Was she arrested for arson? No.
1: <laughs> but we should really talk about Tate's real business where he he makes actually makes money
3: george santos doesn't have one of those
1: (laughs) hustlers university not not to be confused with trump university or the much classier hustler magazine where tate essentially runs or maybe ran a pyramid scheme for crypto bros and pickup artists charging charging members a subscription fee for his lessons on making money as well as quote male female interactions end quote while offering subscribers to his now defunct associate marketing program commissions for bringing in new members. There's your, there's your pyramid scheme. You might be asking yourself, male-female interactions, what? And, and you'd be right. What he's really been up to is running a webcam studio, along with his brother, and manipulating, gaslighting, and extorting, generally abusing women, as many as potentially 75 models working for them by one report, many of whom he claims as his girlfriends, to appear as webcam models and convince lonely Tate fanboys to send them money, making reportedly, oh, reportedly no. millions of dollars for the brothers. When he was back on Big Brother, the investigation that got him kicked off of Big Brother UK in 2016. Two women accused Tate of rape and assault back then. They were two of those webcam models that were working for him during that period of time. And now what he's been arrested for is basically trying to start up the exact same scheme in Romania. Uh, the authorities alleged the suspects formed an organized crime group in early 2021, quote, with the purpose of recruiting, housing, and exploiting women by forcing them to create pornographic content meant to be seen on specialized websites
3: for a cost, end quote. I don't understand why he went to Romania and didn't just like move to DC and join the House of Representatives. (laughs) (laughs) This cocaine orgy is all over the place there. Not just that, but like organized crime, pedophilia, human trafficking, breaking (laughs) the law. He fit right in.
1: Anyway, he's in jail. I hope he stays there and and lives the rest of his life in a romanian prison
3: thank you for your report judson that was very very enlightening and somewhat <laughs> disgusting yeah somewhat i'm going to get that shower now we will be right back so judson can shower but when we get back we're going to relive the days-long house of Representatives shit show maybe we should shower after the shit show that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back
2: this could be the most important minute of your day
3: We have been through difficult times
0: and face big problems ahead.
2: But every crisis contains both danger
0: and opportunity. You can play your part. Right now. Right now.
2: Please close your
0: eyes. Imagine the better future we could have. Imagine that future.
2: What does it look like for you?
0: For the people you love.
2: How do we lift each other up and make it fair?
0: How do we protect nature and
2: save our shared homes? Picture that future you
0: want. Now open
2: your eyes. It's time to talk about the future we want.
3: A lot of people refer to what went down in the house last week, Judson, as a shit show. I, I even did it before the break, right? Yeah, I, and I agree. Yeah, for sure. Oh, there was, I mean, there's a lot of reporters being like, S-show, because they couldn't say it. Oh, sure, right. And then one CNN talking head or a reporter called it a, a feces festival. And <laughs> I guess he thought it'd be like a classier way to put it. It's not, I, for I, the record. I, I looked for the audio. I, I couldn't find it. I think CNN <laughs> wisely decided it should not be discoverable on the internet. <laughs> but you know me, and it sent me down a shit show alternative rabbit hole for an entire afternoon. Like looking up synonyms? No, I was in the car and I was like <laughs> trying to come up with new ones. So, I came up with uh, a few that I'm sure our audience wants to hear. I'm sure they do. I would like to hear. Okay. Uh, uh, how about BM Blowout? A BM being a bowel movement.
1: <laughs> I have three kids. I know what a BM Blowout is.
3: <laughs> what about a Code Brown Carnival?
1: <laughs> but only like... Is, is Carnival in Brazil? Is that...
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Shiza Shindig. <laughs> sure. It's like German hillbilly sort of thing, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah. A turdastic telethon. That. I don't think telethons exist anymore. Uh, they probably do. Come on. Poo-poo pool party. <laughs> that's
1: that's Pelosi. It should be Pelosi's poo-poo pool I can't even say it. Poo-poo pool
3: party. Fecal flash mob. Okay. Doo Doo Dookie Disco. I think you may have a problem. Yeah, Judson, I probably do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, whichever term you want to use for the election of the Speaker of the House for the 118th Congress, we just witnessed what a ride. I'm sticking with the classics and going with the shit show still. Okay. Dumpster well, fire. As most of you know, we just endured a four-day Hershey squirt hootenanny. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, no. That's, that's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> No more. I'm cutting you off. (laughs) In which the House mostly failed to elect a speaker. It's hard to even pick a place to begin talking about this. I feel like for me, it was as early as like the second ballot where I just said to myself, self, (laughs) how did they not get their shit sorted? before this vote it's a fair question they had months to work it out in private and not act out this civil war of stupidity and incompetence on a world stage like they
1: were crowing about the red wave for months and months before the election even happened right like surely it might have come up that they were going to have to elect a speaker
3: and when the red wave didn't happen surely someone thought oh shit we need a plan yeah and they just decided that'll work itself out (laughs) it sure as fuck did (laughs) The first ballot really just set a benchmark, okay? There were 203 Republicans voting for McCarthy on the first ballot, 212 Democrats voting for Hakeem Jeffries, Mm -hmm. uh, and 19 Republican holdouts voting for pretty much anyone but McCarthy. Right. Over the 11 ballots that followed, though, through Thursday, McCarthy only lost support, albeit not that much, but he just lost support. And more so than ever, the U.S. Republican Party was just a global laughing stock.
1: I'm sure the globe was laughing at them. I just, I feel like our... Little squabbles maybe don't register that quite that long. But I think
3: humiliation is globally appreciated, public humiliation. Yeah. Of the nineteen to twenty one GOP holdouts, because the the number changed based on the ballot, there were definitely gettable votes for McCarthy, but they had radical demands about house rules changes. The other six were just the clickbaitiest of clickbait congresspeople. Right. Conspiracy theorists, alleged pedophiles, adulterers, spouses of sex offenders, and one good person. I'm sorry, what? One Bob. Good person. Oh, Bob. Good. Okay. Sure. That makes more sense. The though. word "good" is used as a surname for this person, and in no way should be construed as an adjective or accurate descriptor of any kind. The Facts and Friends podcast makes no claim that Bob Good is good, or even passable as a thinking, feeling human being. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get that disclaimer in. I'm glad you ran that. That's uh, <laughs> that was necessary. <laughs> now, one real challenge I had during this um, Scatterday Night Live primetime special—no, <laughs> oh, bad <laughs> Tino, <you> bad—was. <laughs> finding myself agreeing with some of the worst people in this country. I said it's been a weird week. Like Matt
0: Gates. Yeah, you just had me agreeing with Tulsi Gabbard earlier. I mean,
2: <laughs>
3: don't say that again ever.
0: <laughs> you only earn the position of Speaker of the House if you can get the votes. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes today. He will not have the votes tomorrow and he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year. And so one must wonder, Madam Clerk, is this an exercise in vanity for someone who has done the math, taken the counts, and is putting this institution through something that absolutely is avoidable?
3: But so at the time, I found myself agreeing with a lot of what Gates said. Yeah, no, absolutely. It did seem like an exercise in vanity. Of course, none of us should be surprised to ultimately find out Gates was full of shit and knew he was lying. <laughs> of course. At least about McCarthy never becoming speaker. Right. Like It was almost certainly an exercise in vanity on the part of McCarthy, but that's just the beginning. It was also a preview of how terrible the Republicans are going to be at governing. Not to say we needed a preview, we've actually seen this show before, but I do think it's going to be worse than ever over the next two years. Absolutely. How gross did you feel about supporting some of these Never Kevins, like Lauren Boebert?
1: I think supporting's the wrong word, but I definitely- Agreeing ag- with. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a weird week. I need- Another shower.
3: Yeah, but it was sort of like we were agreeing about the desired outcome. Right,
1: right. Agreeing that Kevin McCarthy should not be Speaker, but agreeing on nothing else.
3: And for very different reasons.
1: Yes, very different reasons. They wanted to nominate or elect someone who was part of their you know, House Freedom Caucus or someone who was going to simply, as you said, the clickbaitiest of Congress people. So they were looking right. for someone simply to troll America for two years.
3: Well, let's linger just a little longer over the days long string of humiliation and failure, Judson. So this is what a Republican congressman and one of the few people I like less than Pete Davidson, Dan Crenshaw, had to say (laughs) about the ordeal. It makes us look foolish. If I didn't know any better, it's like the Democrats paid these people off. Let's pay them off. Let's make it look like the Republicans can't govern and don't deserve any gavels whatsoever. But they did it for free. (laughs) <laughs> and that wasn't even just the first day that was the first ballot You <laughs> had no idea what was coming
1: it was so much fun for us <laughs> terrible for america but fun for us
3: and social media rarely disappoints when it comes to making hilarious fun of the never-ending gop craziness let's let's go over some of these shits and <laughs> sure read this tweet from uh, brian tyler cohen
1: kevin mccarthy can still win on the first ballot if mike pence has the courage <laughs>
3: Ah, uh, but you can read them all. Uh,
1: Denny Zucker, this is the worst day Kevin McCarthy has ever had at the Capitol, and he was once almost murdered there. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, John Ralston, can't wait to see this go to penalty kicks tomorrow on the House floor. <laughs> <laughs> a little post World Cup. Uh, Denny Zucker again. as a quote. Quote. How am I supposed to compete with this? Kevin McCarthy's dominatrix muttering to herself as she watches C-SPAN.
3: That's a great attribution. (laughs) And probably really happened.
1: Probably did. He clearly has some sort of, like, Kink here, like oh yeah,
3: our humiliation kink. If he
1: has the capacity to feel shame,
3: yeah, I I asked you that during the week. Like, can you be humiliated if you don't have the capacity to feel shame?
1: And, and I don't think he can. I mean, because he'd been so
3: humiliated by Trump.
1: It's true. In the past, he flew down to kiss the ring just a couple of weeks after January the sixth, when he had right. said like he called Trump out. Yeah, he called. He did on on the House floor.
3: Yeah, with poo poo on the walls. Well, just it was just day after glorious day of jokes like that. It was. Even CNN was having fun with it. At one point, Jake Tapper went to commercial teasing the ongoing coverage of the voting with this. How much longer can Kevin McCarthy keep his bid to run the new Republican majority going? Is there a better chance of Jenny McCarthy becoming the next speaker? (laughs) I laughed.
1: (laughs) Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy would make an excellent speaker. Oh, yeah. Paul
3: McCartney. (laughs) Paul McCartney, sure, close enough. And then this panel even admitted to like having an office
0: pool there is a pool going on in the makeup room about how long this is going to last and <laughs> we don't I don't have to uh, ask you what you voted for, but um,
2: what do you how many ballots did? Go ahead, give it up. What did you say in the pool, Jake? Go ahead. <laughs> I missed this how pool. many? You missed the pool. Well, here Jake, you it right now. <laughs> We're
3: they started it just recently. But, Jake,
2: but, how many ballots did you? I guess? said
3: I said twenty nine, but um, but that's because I kept wow. going back and forth between thirty nine and nineteen, and uh, and then finally I just made a compromise. <laughs> but just because I I think ultimately, um, I mean. 29 until they get a speaker not 29 i mean like that that's not to say kevin mccarthy is going to last until 29 right.
2: so i guess 20 i was a little more optimistic
3: let me just ask you do you think it's okay for serious news people to have a conversation like that on the air
1: i do not.
3: Yeah, I don't either.
1: I think it's absolutely great that they had an office pool. Yeah. They should have had an office pool. And Jake should have said higher than 29, I think, even though that's not how it ultimately played out. But it's not okay to do that on the air. It's okay for us. I know you're trying to film minutes. But I feel like if you want to be
3: actual news people. And for the most part, he is. Yeah. So there were just a number of obnoxious McCarthy nomination speeches. I believe the number is 15. I did
1: not listen to any of them.
3: I listened to all of them. I can't do it. One standout was first term congresswoman from Florida, Kat (sighs) Kamick, who accused her Democratic colleagues of drinking on the job.
0: They want us to fight each other. That much has been made clear by the popcorn and blankets and alcohol that is coming over there.
3: They were pigs.
0: The House is not in order. The clerk would ask all members elect to abide by the established decorum of the House while making nominations.
3: It's funny. AOC actually fired back in a tweet after that ridiculous accusation. Quote, if only if Demps took a shot every time McCartney lost a Republican, we'd all be unconscious by now.
1: And she's right. <laughs> she's right. Let's say. That they were, in fact, drinking on the floor. It seems like they weren't. It seems like that was just a lie made up by Florida Congresswoman there. Let's say they were drinking.
3: So? They were just hella mad that they looked ridiculous and the Democrats seemed to be enjoying it.
1: Yeah, a little uh, schadenfreude (laughs) from the Democrats. And did it matter if the Democrats wanted them to fight? Like, the Democrats weren't doing anything. They were simply watching the show.
3: And Kamek wasn't the only congressperson showing her class during this clown fiesta. Troy Nell's of Texas made his debut on CNN as Aaron Burnett interviewed him about the speaker vote.
2: Does your support for McCarthy, there's nothing that can break or shake it at this point? Well Listen, I, I don't know if you're aware of, uh, young lady, but I am also a member of the House Freedom Caucus. So I am one
1: of those America first patriots.
3: That's disgusting.
1: Young lady.
3: Classy. For the record, she's actually an experienced journalist with decades of experience, and he's also literally eight years older than she is. She graciously let him finish and then said this.
2: I'll assume when you call me a young lady, it was a compliment.
1: <laughs> of course it was. This is my so, first time
2: on the Clinton News Network. So, Absolutely. Okay, that, that, that I will say was a bit, in my opinion, rude, but I'm glad you're talking to me and I will treat you with the respect that you deserve
1: more than really
3: way more than (laughs) yeah fuck that guy i don't understand why they need to be a piece of shit like go out of their way to be a piece of shit it's
1: zero sum for them like everything else it's transactional and zero sum if he doesn't belittle her and make her lesser then he can't be better and greater and more than she is he has to take her down to prop himself up. That's in the way it works in his head.
3: Sad. Yeah. Well, on Friday, much to our dismay, it finally appeared McCarthy made enough concessions to convince 15 of the 21 holdouts to vote for him after the 13th failed vote revealed some momentum for him. Though not enough for him to actually win, the house adjourned until 10 p.m. Friday night, and
1: then it was all over. We just we knew, it was, we knew it was coming, right?
3: Was we weren't 100% sure, but it felt that way. I mean, and the concessions that we know of are pretty castrating to McCarthy's power. Like, at one point, Gates went on some MAGA misinformation outlet and joked about how they'd gotten everything they wanted, that McCarthy had given everything away and there was nothing more to even ask for
1: yeah they said that basically that uh, mccarthy would be speaker in name only pretty much and the house freedom caucus would basically be in charge of the house
3: look there are no plans to have ricky Schroeder's testicles on the show this season oh thank god judson you're happy to hear that (laughs) yep but let's just say if we ever wanted to have kevin mccarthy's testicles on the show we're gonna have to ask chip roy Well, as they reconvened after 10 p.m. Eastern Friday night to cast their votes on the 14th ballot, Kevin wore this smug look of certain victory on his face. And it was wonderful to see it washed away <laughs> as Matt Gates cast this shocking vote that nailed the coffin on McCarthy's chances on that ballot. Just all hell broke loose. Like there was almost a fight. Someone had to be forcibly restrained from punching Matt Gates, And he wasn't even the girl's dad. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that we know of. There could have been multiple reasons he wanted to punch him. And then it went from an adjournment vote to some sudden surprise development that was attributed to a certain former guy who will no doubt take all the credit for McCarthy's speakership. Well,
1: right up until it fails, in which case he'll deny all responsibility at all.
3: (laughs) And then they would had the 15th ballot just before midnight. And I remember saying to Judson right before I turned it off, like, just please don't let Kevin McCarthy become speaker Before the stroke of midnight, because I just didn't want to see it happen on January 6th. And it didn't. It didn't. It's the little things. All six spineless Never Kevins voted present, which led to one of the most hollow victories imaginable for the House GOP and well-known Trump ball washer, (laughs) Kevin McCarthy.
1: We did it, boys. We got the Speaker of the House under the most embarrassing
3: circumstances possible. Pizza party at Tate's house. (laughs) One other great tweet was from philip germain when the votes were done he said we knew gates wouldn't let this vote reach 18. <laughs> oh, now like looking forward we can be sure of some bat crazy subcommittees an unfounded indictment of federal law enforcement some kind of anthony fauci witch hunt and over 700 glorious days in the spotlight for hunter biden's glistening cock so i mean it's not all bad news you're saying but not to be lost in all the chaos was just this huge missed opportunity it was missed by both republicans
0: and democrats i assure you that if democrats join up to elect a moderate republican i will resign from the house of representatives i wish i knew
1: a moderate republican i could have put forward
3: i'm not sure they exist
0: i'm not either that's part
1: of
3: the problem there are probably republicans that would have been less objectionable than kevin mccarthy Uh, absolutely but I'm struggling to name one off the top of my head. Yep. Oh, oh, Judson, we should do our own facts and friends pool. For what? We picked the number of days McCarthy will actually be Speaker of the House during the 118th Congress. I looked it up. Uh-huh. There are 726 days between the beginning of his speakership and the end of this Congress. So somewhere between one and 726. We're not quite to the one day mark, but let's just assume. Nine. Uh, so you think it's be less than a Scaramucci. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow.
1: I mean, it's entirely possible he serves the entire term. I thought for sure they were going to dump Trump, you know, halfway through his first term because they didn't need him anymore. But
3: I'll calculate the number of days because I don't have the exact date. But whenever they pass the next debt ceiling legislation. Sure. In September ish right around there. That's when I think it's over.
1: That's probably a good marker, too. Yeah.
3: But I don't dislike your guess.
1: It could end very abruptly, given the things that he's allowed the Congress to do. Presumably only one member of Congress can instigate a vote to... To oust him, essentially. Right. And I'm curious how they're going to keep that from being done by Democrats. I assume there's some sort of you know, procedural issue that means the Democrats can't call for that vote, but...
3: I don't think they would. Yeah, I, don't, I mean... We, they... we don't have batshit crazy people like they do.
1: Well, I mean, there's plenty of legitimate reasons to call for that sort of vote, too, though, right? True. And if they make it so only one person has that power, or like it, just a simple single
3: person has that power, then... But for the most part, the Democrats realize that they're there to do a job. Yeah, they do. And they want to do it. It's true. Well, that was every bit... The stink pickle soiree. (laughs) I was saving that one for you. I said you
1: were cut off. I I I, swear I I said that.
3: That was every bit the stink pickle soiree we thought it would be, Judson. Uh, After days of Kevin McCarthy punching himself in the groin, sometimes assisted, (laughs) and the Republican Party making absolute fools of themselves, all I really left thinking is...
0: That was so good, I almost had to smoke a cigarette afterwards. (laughs) <laughs> we'll be right back.
3: In these uncertain times, you need a quick and secure way to manage your money without the hassles of credit cards and banks. That's why we have made it easy. Now you can instantly pay everyone from your tailor, to your stylist, to your teeth whitener, to a former Seminole County tax collector, to all your underage, globe trotting weekend girlfriends. Hate privacy? Don't worry, we'll make sure all your records are accessible to the liberal media. Whether staying at home or crossing state lines, Venmo is here for you. Matt. We have a little more fun in store for this episode. Yay! (laughs) Before we get to that, I just wanted to thank all of you so much for listening to this little independent podcast. Wait, we're independent? We're not sponsored? What about the Soros Bucks? I've never seen a Sora's buck. Yeah. Maybe. We joke about it, but no one's paying us. <laughs> and more and more these days, like huge corporations and filthy rich celebrities are kind of taking over podcasting and, and pushing these smaller independently produced shows like ours out of the space altogether. Sure. But I think listeners like you are helping to fight back against what I think is kind of a a shitty trend. Your support of this show just means the world to us. And it keeps us going when we're investing all this time and energy that it takes to bring this content to you. You can help keep us on the air by just spreading the word about our show, word of mouth, social media, you name it. Just get the word out there and do it weekly. Do it often. We really do want to grow our audience this season. It's I'm not going to reveal the numbers, but I think we have some some goals that we want to meet before we determine whether or not we're even going to have a fourth season. We'd love to. We want to. And we can do more, but we need to grow the audience, and you are the key to helping us do that. We are working on putting together a Patreon package, but we want to make sure there's real value there before we ask anyone for a dime. So we'll keep you posted on it as we develop it. If you have ideas for content you want us to include in that Patreon package, let us know. You can email the show, just about anything you want, at factsandfriends at gmail.com. You can also contact us via the Facts and Friends Twitter or Facebook. Individually, you can reach me on Twitter at Uncle Tortilla. And how can they reach you, Judson?
1: I'm still... On Twitter at the fault and my arse. Fault, the letter N, my arse.
3: Excellent. And we do respond. So finally, just uh, if you haven't already, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. It really does help. Uh, we also have a few one star reviews from our podcast war with Don't Tread on Me Rika. So
1: I <laughs> forget all about those guys. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, we gave it back. So, um, oh, but man. as I pointed out when it was going on, in a podcast war, no one wins. With bad reviews. Oh sure, sure. All right, I was serious, but we really, we really do need your help. Now for the fun. That's enough begging. Fun time. I was thinking Judson. Two things in this close. Okay. We might nominate some Congress people for some awards this year. Okay. So I came up with some awards that we unofficially kind of talked about before. Uh-huh. I named them. So there's the stupidest person in Congress award, aka the Louis Gohmert award. <laughs> Louis no longer in Congress. It's
1: no longer eligible. Sure. Still the stupidest person, simply not in Congress anymore.
3: Right. I have some suggested nominees. Feel free to veto or add to the list, but I've nominated Lauren Boebert. Okay. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. Kevin McCarthy. (laughs) Clearly. Tommy Tuberville.
1: Yeah, so we're, we're expanding to senators as well as, how, as House members? Well,
3: it's the Congress. Uh, so Congress it's all the, house, the whole Congress. The okay,
1: just making sure. Okay.
3: Do you have any other nominees? We can add to the list as the year that's goes a on. That's a
1: strong slate
3: so far. It really is. And they're all very lucky Herschel Walker didn't go elected because none of them would have a chance of winning <laughs> We would have renamed
1: award. the award at that point. We I would have like. renamed the award.
3: So then there's the most batshit crazy person in Congress. Uh, that's the Marjorie Taylor Greene I Award. Like you're
1: going to have some similar names, Pyrin. Yeah. You are going to have some similar <laughs> names.
3: <laughs> So we have Margie Taylor Green once again.
1: <laughs> can she win again? Is that allowed?
3: Yeah, she can okay. win every year. Matt Gates should be a nominee, I think. I can I can see that. Paul Gosar. Definitely Paul Gosar. Rand Paul. <laughs> yeah, he's his own level of batshit. Yeah. So those are our nominees. Anyone do you think that I I left? Herschel
1: Walker obviously still would have been a contender in this category.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. The third award is the most likely to crash and burn during this Congress. Actually, it's just this year. Okay. So at the end of the year, we'll pick winners.
1: <laughs> Fair.
3: Yeah. <laughs> George Santos is a big contender, I think. It, it's He's probably got lot locked He's up. the front runner. Yeah. He's the front runner. Kevin McCarthy, though, is solid competition With for a crashing and burning. Yep.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Matt Gates. If the investigation pulls through. Yes. I only have those three. Anyone I left off the list?
1: Most likely to crash and burn. Stefanik's kind of like hitched her wagon to, to McCarthy, as has MTG. So if he goes down in flames, he could take, it could be some collateral damage.
3: Okay, now MTG's been nominated in all <laughs> the categories so far, but I did add both of those names. And finally, it's the freshman congressperson most likely to break into the top 10 worst congresspeople in their first term. This year. I call it the Lauren Boebert Award. <laughs> she, she did jump
1: up to the upper echelons of stupid and terrible. I could report. have
3: called this the Marjorie Taylor Green Award as well. You could have. But yeah. she already had an award named after <laughs> her. So once again, George Santos nominated yeah he could he's less him? he's he's less qualified for this one but
1: you see him throw the white power sign
3: i did oh so i mean there's a chance he's he's yeah. got a chance maybe we should have put him in the batshit crazy person should we have a biggest racist there's too many there's t- the yeah, that's is too just, large that would be a 222 way tie <laughs> uh, so i have george santos if Kat Kamik, she really came right out. She started strong, but she's going to have to really maintain. This she's got to step is, up. This is a for marathon,
1: sure. not a sprint.
3: Yeah, JD Vance. JD Vance. He's he's pretty terrible. He's pretty terrible. So I guess we'll see. So those were the only freshmen that I that, that stood out to me. Sure, as likely to break into the top ten worst Congress people. Let's reserve the right to add to this list because I'm trying Absolutely, drawn a we blank can add to this on, list. Let's okay. say we can add to this list for the next, right up until we award the (laughs) (laughs) awards. Right up until we
1: decide who got it. Yep, got it. That sounds good. That sounds
3: good. Finally, Judson, we mentioned at the top of the show, we were going to perform a public service for George Santos. You did say that. And we have a little help. After the dust settled and McCarthy was elected to what will soon be the shortest serving speakership in the House of Representatives in American history, brand new Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries addressed his fellow representatives. And in his comments, he outlined, the better choices the House could make, while also teaching them the alphabet.
2: (laughs) House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the Constitution over the cult, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting.
3: I'm not going to play the whole clip, but he went through the entire. He was the alphabet. entire off, but he's good. But he doesn't mean Bob Good. The word "good" is used as a surname for this person, and in no way should be construed as an adjective or accurate descriptor of any kind. The Facts and Friends podcast makes no claim that Bob Good is good, or even passable as a thinking, feeling human being. <laughs> well, uh, feel free to add any you like. I came up with a few. We had a little uh, outside help as well. I, I came up with addressing climate change over anti-Semitism. Okay, how about that? That's good. Generosity over gerrymandering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about? Choo-choos over cuckoos. <laughs> the choo choos like a train. Oh I got and it. And cuckoos is like as in a coup. Infrastructure over <laughs> over uh insurrection. Infra- that's it right there. Infrastructure over insurrection. It- There you go. Infrastructure (laughs) over insurrection. Uh, Reproductive rights over right-wing renegade judges. Okay. Truth over tuckums. Almost anything over tuckums, really. Sanity over stink pickle soirees. I was going to go sanity over Hannity. The Letters, Judson. I know, but it rhymes. It's not a rhyming thing. It's a letter thing. This isn't about rhyming. Go ahead. Human decency over hunter's dick. (laughs) (laughs) We can have both, right? Do we want both, Judson? I mean, we don't. I guess not. And finally, perhaps my favorite, opportunities over. Oh
0: my, oh, oh
2: (laughs) my, (laughs) oh.
3: Okay, that's us done with this episode. I think season three is off to uh, a great start. Rip roaring, yeah. Thanks again to all of you for listening. Bye, everybody. Take care. We will see you next week to talk about whatever insanity we're all about to experience starting now.
2: Democrats will always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the Constitution over the cult, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting, hopefulness over hatred, inclusion over isolation, Justice over judicial overreach. Knowledge over kangaroo courts. Liberty over limitation. Maturity over Mar-a-Lago. Normalcy over negativity. Opportunity over obstruction. People over politics. Quality of life issues over QAnon. Reason over racism. Substance over slander triumph over tyranny, understanding over ugliness, voting rights over voter suppression, working families over the well-connected, xenial over xenophobia, yes we can over you can't do it, and zealous representation over zero-sum confrontation. We will always do the right thing by the American people.